Good morning. It's April 3rd. It's another cold spring morning in New York City. And this is your Indignity Morning Podcast, taking a look at the day and the news. I'm your host, Tom Skoka. The LSU Tigers defeated the Iowa Hawkeyes in the NCAA Women's Basketball Championship yesterday. It was not an especially close result, as LSU got in front, stayed in front, and pulled away. And it produced a tedious discourse cycle as Angel Reese of LSU spent the final seconds of the game taunting Iowa star Caitlin Clark, employing a gesture that Caitlin Clark had used previously in the tournament to taunt other teams. So now there's a whole jibber-jabber about sportsmanship that's sort of beside the point. Both players were incredible. Both players did their share of taunting when things were going well for them. And both players are juniors. So dumb as the manners discourse is, in a sport where coaches tend to command the most media attention, we can head into next season with everybody focused on the players. OPEC Plus announced that it's cutting crude oil production by more than a million barrels through the end of the year. Oil prices immediately went up. Presumably everybody can start worrying about inflation even more and find more ways to depress the U.S. labor market to make up for the increase in the international oil market. Did you know OPEC has a flag? They do. It's got OPEC on it in baby blue bubble letters. Not sure what flagpoles exactly it flies on, but there it is. The paper New York Times failed to land on the doorstep this morning for whatever reason, but the PDF online version uh, shows two columns of stories about Donald Trump's indictment. One is a news analysis about how Donald Trump savors attention. Peter Baker writes... Rather than hide from the indignity of turning himself into authorities this week, Mr. Trump obligingly sent out a schedule as if for a campaign tour, letting everyone know he would fly on Monday from Florida to New York, then on Tuesday surrender for mugshots, fingerprinting, and arraignment. In case that were not enough to draw the eye, he plans to then fly back to Florida to make a primetime evening statement at Mar-a-Lago, surrounded by the cameras and microphones he covets. So Trump released this schedule to get attention. And the Times is publishing this schedule on the front page of the paper. Everybody wins. The adjoining story is, as arrest nears, Trump is seeing political gains, a fundraising flurry. Some critics defend him. Aides advise him to tread lightly. It, too, describes how he plans to have a primetime press conference. It says that he claims to have raised $4 million, a claim also in the Baker story. It's not really clear why there are two stories relating the same set of facts and claims above the fold in the paper side by side, but it's a big news event, and there isn't really any news attached to it. As the second story says, the indictment, news of which broke on Thursday, may not be unsealed before his arraignment. So that would leave one more round of news coverage tonight into tomorrow without any news to put in it before we finally learn something and people can begin to comment on that. That's the news, or the proto-news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going, and we will talk again tomorrow.